welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcast, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Go ahead and get those apps today. I love to report to you that we are reaching the world. I'm watching the analytics of the podcast, and I am truly amazed at what it is that God is doing with this podcast. Check out these places that are listening. Of course, you have the USA at the top of the list, but here's where it gets good. Uh, the, the next most listened to country, these are in order, New Zealand, Nigeria, Australia, they've been coming in big lately, Canada, Kenya, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, got the UK, Brazil, Chile, and Hong Kong all tuning in to the new old school podcast. So thankful to have you all along today in is what a, uh, a very long but good series titled Doorways to Deception. And the reason this is such a long series, this one, I am uh, I'm really, really taking time to break these all down this time and trying not to lump too much into each podcast. So it's going to take us a little bit longer to get through this, but I think you will find it to be the right move. Series is Doorways to Deception. Looking into how is it that the devil is able to continue to affect our lives. Here we are. We know he's a defeated foe, no doubt. Been stripped of all power. That's what the Bible tells us. So that means he has no power. Jesus won. We have the victory. It is finished. We know that we now have power and the authority to use that power. So how? How is he doing this? Well, the key is to remember he has had centuries to perfect his craft, and that is to be the deceiver of the brethren, the father of lies all throughout the history of the Bible. Isn't that what we see? Started back in that garden with Adam and Eve, the first, very first human beings on the planet. He had to trick them, lie to them, twist what it is that God said to them to believe the lie so that he could gain access into their lives. And once he did, their lives were never the same and they suffered the effects of that. Same today, no new tricks, but that's the thing. Still tricks, lies. He has to get you to agree with him to defraud you, and this is why Ephesians says, neither give place to the devil. Can't just walk into your life and take it, but we can and we do surrender it. And the thing about all of this is, when you're deceived, well, you just don't usually know you are, right? That's the thing. So we are having to identify what methods he is using. It's always uh, the same. It's what he's always done. It's all right here in the Bible. And we can see it. We can recognize it. See what it is that the Bible says to do about it. That's what this series is all about. If you have not done so, go back and listen to the previous podcasts on this topic. I think you will be glad that you did. And they are all in order there at the apps that I told you to go to. So we have identified a whole bunch of things. And again, not all of them are great, big, obvious things. So be sure to go and check it out. So today, um, what about bridling our tongue? Now, we have already talked about watching what you say, because the lie is, is that it doesn't matter what you say. 
And, and we read that, yes, it does. And this isn't exactly uh, talking about not cussing, right, or bridling your tongue in that way. Um, I, I guess maybe that's just where my mind goes when I, when I hear that, maybe. Uh, but this is in line with what we discussed in being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. You, you remember that, James 1 and verse 26. Um, watch this one. Because you remember what we talked about in being a doer and not just a hearer. Um, if you are just a hearer and not a doer, then you are deceiving your own self. And so we're kind of talking about, well, then how, how do I become that doer? Because I don't want to deceive myself. I mean, that's self-inflicted. James 1.26 if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. There it is again. Deceived his own heart. Self-inflicted. This one is self-inflicted. Here's another source of deception besides uh, the being hearers and not doers. And then it adds this truth. If you are one that thinks that you have it all together spiritually, but you're not keeping your mouth from speaking things that are contrary to the word of God, then you are fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself. Oh my. How many times have we all done this at some point? We have to be honest. We all have done this, but let's not continue to do it. Remember that we discussed in Ephesians how it is that Satan will try to deceive us into believing that our thoughts and our words are inconsequential. And I know we could say we all at times uh, definitely have said what we are thinking. We open these mouths of ours and sometimes, well, what comes out isn't something that we are proud of, right? But the bigger issue at the root isn't the verbiage necessarily that comes out as much as at the root it could be something of a heart issue. Because now we're looking deeper. It's not just running at the mouth. Where's that coming from? Luke 6 and verse 45, this is Jesus speaking. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Root versus fruit. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That stings a little bit because we have to identify what has been placed in my heart. Now take a little inventory. We know we can get busy through the week and we can find ourselves at times not having been in the word all week, haven't really taken time to pray. I mean, not really, maybe toss something up as we were falling asleep. Just really have not taken any time to meditate on the word of God or how good God is. You know, we were just busy. Maybe, maybe you were on vacation somewhere or, or just work got crazy this week or just really everyday life just kind of grabbed you up. And so here's the trick. Uh, it's by default that if the word isn't going in, something else is. It's just by default. If the word isn't going in to fill the heart, the world will automatically find its way into your heart. All the little pieces of data that we've gathered together, you know, throughout the week, it's going to begin to to fill your heart. And before you know it, you popped off at the mouth and it was nothing good. It was nothing edifying in any way. It was nothing biblical in any way. Or we begin to whine and complain and gripe. If we start saying what we have, that's what happens. We we start saying what we have instead of saying what we want. And all the while, as we do this, we are reestablishing the devil's plans and purposes in our lives. It's just by default. If your heart doesn't stay full of the word of God or the things of God, the world will automatically 
begin to fill your heart. We don't have to purposely try and fill it with evil. The world just will. So we need to purpose in our heart that I will take time every day to be sure to top off my tank, if you will, right? What are we saying? Stay full. Don't run off the bottom of the tank. Right in the natural, that's where all the junk settles is at the bottom of the tank. So stay filled up and running clean. Some major factors in, if we will, become doers of the word are, as we mentioned, what you think and what it is that you are saying. And let me give you this little idea. The word of God forms our beliefs, right? The word of God forms our beliefs. Our beliefs affect what we think, what we say, and what we do. And then what you think, say, and do governs your flesh, right? This, this works both ways. The world's words form beliefs, right? Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? The world's words form beliefs, and those beliefs form what we think and say and do. And what we think, say, and do governs our flesh, our, our actions. It directs your life. So at the root, it's going to be very important to be filled up or meditating on God's word so that you can tap into what Ephesians calls that exceeding greatness of God's power to us who believe. So God's words are forming the belief, and that's tapping into the power of God that forms what we think, what we say, what we do, and that's what's going to drive the ship. It'll it'll change your behaviors. If you find yourself struggling in some area, get back in the word, fill up, stay full, and it's a choice. See, it's a choice. You have to choose to do this. It's a choice. And once you do, you're going to begin to see that you have become a doer of the word. Not by my own strength or human willpower, but because I'm so full of the word, it's affecting my actions and my choices and my mouth and my thoughts. Joshua 1 and verse 8, let's uh, jump back to the Old Testament for a minute because it gives us some really good advice so much in this one. Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Observe to do. Observe to do God's word. Only after you've really looked at it, meditated on it, spoke it out. It is unfortunate that I've seen so many who don't exactly do this. Not exactly. It's, um, they may read it, uh, read by it real quick, and then open their mouths before they have an understanding of it. And then they wonder why it hasn't worked for them, and it causes this frustration. Look back at the advice that it gives. So you read it, and then you just keep your mouth shut for a little while, right? Well, you're going to meditate on it. And of course, we know we have that spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit now who God can take and reveal things to us through the truth of the word of God. So allow him time to do that. I don't like when people come out and say, well, I think it means, what do you mean you think it means? You're not very confident there. I think this, no, we can have an assurance of what it means while meditating on it. So now you have observed to do it and then you can open your mouth about it. I just... I can't stand when some preacher wants to talk to me about how healing isn't this and healing isn't that. My question is always, well, have you done it? Then shut your mouth. Don't come telling me how I ought to do a thing when you haven't done it. 
That's like walking into the gym and asking, asking the smallest guy in there, uh, tell me all about what you're doing to get big. You're not big. I don't want to know what that guy's doing. Give me the big guy. The one who's worked it, right? The big guy. He's worked it, right? I, want, I, I don't want some six foot, 440 pound guy trying to tell me how and what to lift in the gym. Right? Seems like the smallest guys, spiritually speaking, in the pulpits and the ones that are trying to talk the loudest, right? No, I let my results speak for themselves. I can tell you, guys, I've so lived this, especially in the area of healing, for instance, studied, studied again, prayed, meditated, talked to Holy Spirit, talked to close friends, uh, talked out the Bible, prayed some more, read and studied, and then let's go. Let's go. I've got it settled. Let's go. Let's go see the word work that we are convinced is in the Bible and miracle after miracle and healing after healing on top of healings. And then some preacher wants to come and and for one, tell me that I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) I was called into my pastor's office years ago. And this was when uh, we really were grabbing a hold of this, and that's what happened, right? We studied for a long time. I'm talking about Matt and I. He's the co-founder of the ministry. And Matt and I started out doing prayer and healing school together at church. That morphed into healing school, and he and I. But it was years, and I, I, I do, I literally mean years, of us sitting at a table and studying and talking things out and praying and Holy Spirit revealing things to us. So here we are some, you know, a few years down the road, and Now we have observed to do, and now we are out actually doing the word of God. And we were seeing a lot of miracles take place, a lot of buzz around because it's a small community. And we were out there very public in the community at that time. There'd been two separate front page newspaper articles here in our area that came out uh, talking about miracles that had happened. They had caught the eye of this particular newspaper. And uh, they were kind of following us around at that time. And uh, there'd just been some things that had happened. So things were just kind of rolling and, and we were seeing a lot of things happen. And so I was being called into my pastor's office after having literally just seen a woman that that very weekend healed of stage four cancer who was in her deathbed. Funeral clothes already hanging on the bedroom door for her husband to bury her in. And this was just up in Kansas City. And we had just seen that woman's cancer disappear. It was visible. It was visible on her stomach, and now it's gone. And she was filled with life and running and jumping and crying and calling her friends to come over. And, I mean, it was amazing. And we had just seen that and being excited. And and it, it made its way around the church, and people were talking. And so he calls me into his office that week, and he says, Hey, sit down. I need to talk to you. Okay. I mean, very serious. You know, you can't expect a miracle every time you pray for someone. I said, and and this is what I said. I said, what the hell am I supposed to to expect? Flip a quarter, 50-50? Just flip a quarter, 50-50? I wasn't seeing a miracle every time, but I was expecting them every time. He hadn't seen a miracle since his cat came home. You know what I'm saying? And you want to sit there and try to tell me not to when I just saw a woman heal the cancer? No, shut up. Shut up. You are speaking out of the abundance of your heart, sir. You are not filled up in that particular area to be able to speak into my life about that. I know too much. I've seen too much. But it started with observing to do, right? And we can do this with any topic uh, in Christianity. But we had really studied, and I mean, when we're talking about healing, you know, 
And uh, we, we had really started with observing to do, and then my, my way was made prosperous in that area of healing and miracles. But I didn't just jump out there because I watched some YouTube video of somebody else doing something, thinking the word of God, speaking the word of God, doing the word of God, shall make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And again, just take any topic you want to put in there. And I've proven this in this particular area of healing and miracles. Now what I have to do, right, is grasp this same concept in other areas of my life where I have to be honest that I've not been prospering in and not having good success in it. I don't have to wonder why. I've got to go back and begin to work the scriptures in that particular area. So back to the doorway, you can read the world, uh, the word. You can read the word. Don't be fooled. Well, yeah, I know it. I know it. No, no, no. You, you can read the word of God, but failure to do the word of God is bringing self-deception in your life. Satan doesn't even have to do anything in this one. This one is self-inflicted, and it's going to lead to the exact opposite of prospering and having great success. So what are we saying? You got to get in the word, people. Got to meditate on it. Get it down in there real good. Observe to do. And then go do it. The word works. When you work the word of God, the God of the word will be sure that his word works for you. Don't make any mistake. He's waiting on you. It's all there. Get in. Get in there. Get in the word. Come on, get it in there. And then out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak and your lives will be forever changed by the power of the word of God. Thank you for joining me today on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, you know what I'm going to be doing. I'll be in the Word. I'll be meditating. I'll be watching it. I'll be working it. And I'm going to be out there attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous. <laughs>